I know that I said that we might be able to find something in here about time travel or Balthazar, but there are just so many books. This place is less of a library and more of a set of journals, but like, if the journals were written with no sense of organization, ugh. Yeah, I appreciate that, but I'm a bit more worried about Robo over there. Why would you say that? He's operating at peak performance. I'm not so sure about that. For one thing, he keeps making references to Luca, even though she isn't here. Also, he's been sitting in that corner over there just tinkering away at something. It's hella creepy. Everyone's a little bit quirky. That's how we ended up here in the first place. Really? That's the hill you want to die on. <sighs> Look, maybe you could just check him out? Run some diagnostic or something. He's supposed to be helping us out. True. There's probably something that can be done. Let me go talk to him. There might be a literal screw loose. Uh... Hey, buddy. Everything okay over there? Just wanted to check in on our number one robot pal. Pew pew. TMG. My auditory circuits have detected that you are concerned with my performance. Have I understood correctly? No, 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 no. Everything is fine. You are not concerned that I may be malfunctioning. Nope. Looks like you're doing great. That is most excellent. I am pleased. I apologize for my absent-mindedness, but I have prepared something that may be of benefit. I have designated it K33Y, and it should allow the closing of the spatial anomaly that has been disrupting my circuits. Wait, spatial anomaly? You mean the portal that we opened from the end of time to 2300 AD? Affirmative. I will proceed with closing a portal and resuming scanning. Well, if you do that, we might not be able to open any more portals! Ah! I am sorry. My sensors appear to be defective. The spatial anomaly continues to register on my radio frequency sensors. Wait. The portal can be opened and closed with that device? You did that? Affirmative. I calculated that there was a 0.0000001% chance of critical error and concluded that this action would be safe. Next time, could you maybe clue us in before doing something like that? I am sorry. I will do my best in the future. It's alright, it's alright. At least now we don't have to worry about anything coming in. Correct. With K33Y, we may also open the portal from any location. Any location? Like we've got some sort of portable door to the end of time? Why didn't you start with that? <laughs> Look, it's okay. 
Clearly Robo hasn't been around humans for a while. We'll get through this. Robo, did you come up with that on your own? Negative. I was consulting this record from Gaspar. Alright. Bestiary 2, The Middle Ages. I've spent many a day gazing across, across the, ages the ages here at, here at the end of time, and have watched many horrible events unfold across the ages. Senseless wars, needless loss of life. Among those tragedies were the Battle of Zenon Bridge, the shameless actions of the fiend Hazi, who defiled the lives of those who fought and died to create the undead beast Zambor. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Zeal Archives, covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today, as we dig into the archives, we run out of vinegar? Actually, we're talking about Xenon Bridge and a funny little resident, actually a couple of little residents that reside there. With me today, as always, we have my good friend Nick G. Ahoy hoy! And I'm going to start things off with a little bit of controversy. G, do you believe that Xenon Bridge was an inside job? I've never heard of this conspiracy before. I, I believe the truth exactly as it, as it was told to me. Which is? <laughs> that Xenon Bridge wasn't an inside job. I don't think there's any text that supports it in the game either way. Okay, but that's, that's fair. It hadn't occurred to me. Let's just take a look at a couple of the facts as laid out in the game. And I don't mean that with air quotes. I mean like literally facts that were laid out in the game. Uh, actually, I learned this when I was doing the research for the episode. We know that Xenon is the main continent, which includes both Poor and Truce. Uh, so like the upper and lower part of the, the that world in Chrono Trigger. Also learned that's part of the Kingdom of Guardia, which is on Earth, which is in Xenon. The whole continent? Yeah, it's it's like one gigantic tectonic plate, I guess. Okay, well, I, now I know that that's all called Xenon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know that Medina is on another continent, the continent to the east has the, what's his name's cave? Hecron Cave. We know that prior to saving Queen Lane, the bridge was destroyed to prevent further incursion from the mystics and fiends. I mean, this seems reasonable at the time when we're presented with it in the game. We haven't been down to to pour when you're going through the game at that point. So maybe the mystics are hiding out there on the lower island? Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Can't get down there. And we know that later, uh, when the bridge is repaired, it becomes the primary route for the invasion of Guardia by the mystics. Yeah. This is where the controversy bit comes in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I kind of see where this is going. So, yeah. Okay. So who, who built up the bridge by the time you get back there? Was it Cartier or was it the Fiends? Ooh, that's a good question. I would have to assume that it's got to be the Fiends. But I, I mean, that just, that just raises more questions. We know also that no one in Poor seems to have been invaded by the Fiends, even though that is supposedly where they came from. Actually, it's not supposedly where they came from. It's where we see the fiends coming from. Yeah. So yeah. So they just showed up at the. They just showed up at the bridge. And hmm, I had not thought about this before. I. <laughs> I guess I assumed that they came from Magus's castle, but the cave was not open then. Yeah. What? Oh, you mean you mean like they went? Wait. Where is Magus's castle? Oh, it's through the the magic cave through the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that is on that part of the continent, but you need Frog to open it with a mass immune. Yeah, so did the mystics, like, float a boat all the way to the opposite side of the shore, way far away from the castle of Guardia, just to make an incursion? <laughs> Took a boat over, built the bridge, 
then got on the bridge and started to head towards Cardia. Yeah. So this was something that I wrote down and I, I was wondering what your thoughts were. We don't know very much about Poor or Dorino. I know that in Chrono Cross, the lore of the, the town of Poor is expanded on dramatically. We're not talking about that because it's more complicated and I don't know very much about that lore. But we do know that Dorino is a village that's immediately adjacent to the bridge and is wiped from the map by the time you get to 1000 AD. Oh yeah. Could it be that Dorino is just a bunch of mystics in disguise? But they're a little more tight-lipped about their disguise than others that you meet. Possibly. I mean, the people in Dorino are saying that they hate the Fiends, but maybe that's just to throw you off the trail. I'm going to be honest, the first time I played the game, I probably didn't go to Dorino. There's not really any reason to go there. There's like a market and a couple of little places. And if you know about the Naga at Bromide, you can do that. But how would you possibly know that on your first playthrough? Yeah, nothing really directs you there. It would certainly make the th- things a little richer if they were fiends in disguise. Right? Like if you, if you read some devlogs yeah. and they're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to mess with people's heads. Because <laughs> we know that they can disguise. Like the, the counselor is uh, famously Yakra. Yeah. And a bunch of, uh, bunch of people in the, in the cathedral also. Yeah. The, the nuns or whatever yeah. they're supposed to be. I mean, you could sort of like they, they could have some other way to get through the, the cave maybe. And, and they kind of quietly blitzkrieged Dorino and sort of took it over. But no one is the wiser. But that that doesn't bear out. I like it like it's it's not brought up, nor do you have to like free Dorino or anything like that. I'm sure as far as the game goes, they didn't have time to cover <laughs> an event that didn't really have any bearing on the big story of the game. You know, fighting Megas, no. saving the world, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, just there's no bridge, then there's a bridge, and the bridge remains. Yeah, for a long, long time. Like 400 years. They did a great job. Yeah, it's made of wood. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe every, every year on the anniversary, like the mystics or the fiends show up and just burn it down, and they just build it again. Just to flex, just because of how good they are at building bridges. <laughs> Coming back for a second to... Whatever the fiend's strategy was for getting into Guardia by quite possibly the longest way possible. What's up with Ozzy? Is he brilliant or is he foolish? Because at this point in the game, we have this little fetch quest. You go to the bridge, you have to give rations. You can't get the rations. You go to the chef. The chef gives you jerky. You go back to the bridge um, and the army's getting wrecked. Yeah. And it's all because of this this fiend that you just learned about, Ozzy. You've heard about Magus very briefly, or possibly only if you go to that one spot in the cathedral, but you might have heard of Magus. Uh, and instead you're introduced to Ozzy, who is unstoppable. Is he, is he like, can you, you can identify him as a magic user pretty much immediately, right? Yeah, 100%. I guess this is a necromancer. Yeah, I mean, they never really talk about what necromancy is in the context of the game. I assume it's shadow magic. That, that makes the most sense for sure. Yeah. But like there's a bunch of dead Guardia soldiers and he just turns them into skeletons to fight you. That's not necromancy. I don't know what is. <laughs> Which is also very arrogant because as soon as you beat all his skeletons, he doesn't know what to do except make more. And he, he does make quite a few more. <laughs> he runs out of corpses. Yeah, windmill full of corpses. I'm trying to think when this happens in the game. At this point in the game, you know magic, right? I think you, you've pretty recently... Yeah, because you just went he- through Hecarin Cave right. and... 
demonstrated your ability to use magic. Yeah, so he's turning fallen soldiers into skeletons, presumably with shadow magic, which is interesting because at this point in the game, does Specchio even reveal to you what shadow magic is? I think just that it just that it exists. That it is. Yeah. Okay. And that Robo approximates it. Yeah, if you had Robo in your party when you were talking to Specchio. But like that's interesting because you finally have magic. Ozzy's there. He's kicking the armies, but you can't use shadow magic against these enemies, which means you can't use any combo attacks. You can't use like a antipode or what is does it have another name? Yeah. Antipode, yeah. No antipode, yeah. Which, yeah, fire plus ice equals shadow. Yeah, so you can't use that. You have to use, like, magic again, because the game's like, hey, it's magic time. <laughs> yeah, you, you learned it, you're going to use it. Yeah. And this is why I want to know if you think he's, a, if he's brilliant or foolish, because not only does he single-handedly defeat the army until you show up, he then goes on to build this massive, absolutely gigantic unit, Zombor. Pretty, pretty terrifying. He, he makes a skeleton out of a bunch of skeletons. Well, you got to work with what you got. He's got a he's got a, a similar quirk to overhaul. It's an old MHA reference, but can can break down matter and reconstitute it in whatever shape you want. Ooh, it's kind of what he's doing here. Um, yeah, and this guy's hard because we have we started like th- this is the first time we have like specific magic weaknesses. I think as opposed to just magic yes or no. Yes. Uh... Chrono Trigger is really good about letting you know what you need to do next. And this is one point where it's like, hey, you better figure it out pretty quickly. There's no instruction manual this time. Yeah. And and kind of like you were saying, making it worse is there's there's different elemental weaknesses. And as we go through the race against time every year, I always forget what those weaknesses are, especially when you come up against Zombor's cousin, um, the one that shows up in the, the sand pit. Oh, man, I can't stand that guy. It's terrible. Yeah. Zombo's got two pieces, and the top half is vulnerable to two magics, and the bottom half is vulnerable to the two other magics. But there's no... I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to which two it is. No. Like, I have written down the upper half is weak against water and shadow, and the bottom half is fire and lightning. But there's no particular affinity to either of those. Like, lightning is opposite to shadow, and fire is opposite to water, but as to which goes with the other one, I... Yeah. This is also another point in the game where you're faced with a multi-part boss, but unlike the dragon tank, it's it's not clear what will happen if you beat one part before the other part. Yeah, sometimes it's better to beat them all together, sometimes it's better to beat them one at a time. Here, though, you don't escape that MP buster. No, because, uh, yeah, when the upper half dies, it'll use MP buster. And when I was reading for the episode, apparently a good strategy, and maybe a tip that we should use for the next year's Race Against Time, is to kill the bottom half first. And the reason why is because, yes, when the upper half dies, it does MP Buster. It reduces your character's MP to one. But worse than this, then the bottom half will occasionally spam a move that does one-hit KOs. Ooh. When the lower half dies, it doesn't counter or anything. It just spawns powerful attacks, but powerful attacks are not one-hit KOs. No, you can come back from powerful attacks. And what I find funny is it does this trend of it, it has two pieces, but... The pieces together make, like, a skeleton. However, they never attack as if they are a whole skeleton. <laughs> no, like, they, when you remove... Okay, when you remove the top half, that makes sense. The, the feet are still standing. But when you remove the bottom half, the top half is just floating there. If I recall correctly, the bottom half has, has attacks where just, like, it chews you. Yeah. 
Like just the bottom half does. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> so it's like he never moves, quote, as one. Well, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's telling us a little bit about Ozzy's magical abilities that it's got a little bit uh left to be desired. Yeah, maybe he wanted a two pronged attack. Yeah, because I, I think the top half will like use the weird tongue attack that pulls you in and like bites you with its tiny mouth. But the bottom half, yeah, becomes yeah. an entire gaping maw. Very strange. It sort of adds to the horror of it, I suppose. It's very, very unesthetic. Actually, this is one of the few points in the game where I don't want to say that it's like a morbid aesthetic, but it's like it's very dark compared to many of the other areas. Like tonally? Yeah, tonally. Like you go to Magus's castle and it's dark visually. It's like lots of black colors, lots of... Uh, like dark purples and and grays and whatnot but like totally there's just like a lot of folks that have died like in a different way than in the future in the future nothing is alive and it's bleak and dismal but here on the bridge there's just a pile of corpses yeah like just fallen allies and not like a graveyard just bodies everywhere they don't honestly linger too long on the fact that you are fighting like resurrected soldiers from the opposite side who just were killed. Um, but yeah, that is pretty grim. And Magus makes it so it's like, oh, you're just fighting monsters. So it feels more okay. But this is like people who are just people a moment ago. You see people dot, like keel over, right? Yeah, I think you, when you get there. Well, I think what happens is you see some skeletons. They stab yeah. your army. Yeah. Then you, your army allies pass, and then Ozzy shows up and turns them into his allies, <laughs> as you do. Dang. I hope Oz- Ozzy jumped on a boat underneath the bridge and, like, yowed away after he beat Zambor. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. As ridiculous as, as it is, like, that any of this happened, that Ozzy took the long way, that he somehow managed to fight everybody off until you show up, and then he yeets off. Like, how did he do that? If the magic cave is open, then, like, maybe he snuck back there. But if it wasn't, yeah, does he just Piccolo-style hop over to the ocean and just, like, fly across the sea? If he had, like, teleportation magic or something, we would have seen it, maybe. I mean, that would make Ozzy a lot cooler. That's true. I'm sure, like, we'll dig a lot more into Ozzy as a character in a different episode. But, like, it's just weird that we start off with him as this big imposing villain and that degrades pretty rapidly. I mean, at the end of the first fight, he's like, oh, he's like shocked. He's in a pickle or he's in a jam, I believe. <laughs> he runs, not runs away, but backs up. So like one of the few Boston enemies who like will rope-a-dope you and not just tr- just blatantly try to fight you, but will actually like, if he gets beat, he's like, okay, I got to back up and think about what I'm going to do next. Yeah, he's like kind of strategic. Yeah, though he though once he comes up with a plan, he just does that. Yeah, they're not always. He doesn't seem to to change plans midstream. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? He's not he's not intended to be the big bad evil guy. But I I no. guess at this point he's like imposed to be a little bit because we see backstory where he's with Magus and he's he's the big imposing evil guy. It's the first glimpse we get of an underboss. To Magus. Yeah, like a, mi- a mid-boss? Yeah, or a lieutenant or whatever. Yeah. Slash and Flea don't really leave the uh, castle. 
Do they? Uh, I mean, flee is implied to be following you in Magic Cave. Oh, that's yeah. right. But yeah, slash you never see. He's a very important lieutenant. So important that he never comes anywhere. He, he can't be <laughs> exposed to the outside world. Man, I'm now going to be trying to figure out like what. Why didn't they just burn the bridge down? I know, right? People, like how long, it was broken before, like in the first time you go to 600. So how long was it broken? And how are people getting across that? How are people getting from Dorino to Gertia, or Truce, I should say, before that? They, they, they take Ozzy's convenient boat service. Yeah, I guess you'd go down to, or is the boat service just in 1000? Yeah, I don't think it exists in 600 AD. I mean, you can't use uh, it in 600 it, AD. They hadn't invented boats yet. They hadn't invented steamboats. Just paddle boats. I guess I guess you just get the epoch and then you're just tooling around. It'd be fun. It'd be fun if initially you had to travel around by boat. Like a boat that you controlled. Oh, you mean like in Breath of Fire? Yeah. I mean, that was a whale. That was the same idea. Though, I guess the, the whole point is like you're limited access to certain places until certain points in the game. Like uh, Chorus. You don't get to until you have the epoch, basically. Yeah, and then you can start using the ferry, I think, to go to to chorus. No, you can't. Never mind. It's not possible. <laughs> mm. Mm. <sighs> Sorry, I got a lot to think about now. <laughs> okay. Look, I gave it a shot, and I think it's over. I don't trust him. Even with good intentions, something is very wrong with that robot. I agree. He's not all there. Let's look at the facts. He somehow managed to cobble together a portable, well, portal, so we can wander around, and if he can keep on churning out stuff like that, I think it'll work out. And if it doesn't? We're in a future where robots were literally designed to kill all humans. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but look at the book he gave us. Do you see the connection between Zombor and interdimensional gates? Because I sure as hell don't. Please, T. Connect the dots for me. Shh. Fine. We'll be cautious. I can agree to that. I have found additional details that may be relevant to your operations. Please come and observe. Could you just give him a chance for me? We've got better odds together. All right. Plus, shadow magic. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> Uzi punch. Pow pow. <laughs> so Robo, what did you find? I have continued scanning the earlier record and have discovered additional details regarding the operation of gates, along with a recent map of this time period. Uh, the gate key. A preamble on time-space gates. Are you sure this is the book that you had before, Robo? Affirmative. My sensors detect that the book in your possession is the same book as previously observed. Okay. What did you find? The guru of reason, Balthazar, developed the epoch here in 2300 AD. His research allowed for the opening of gates to different time periods, but the same principles should allow for dimensional travel as well. 
Kaspar's records do not contain details of Balthazar's work. However, we may find additional records at his laboratory. These finds may be useful in modifying your experiment and returning home. All right, but we aren't exactly equipped to travel the wilds of 2300 AD. What if we get attacked? I will lead to protect the two of you. You are not equipped for this adventure. Aw, Robo, you don't have to shoulder all of this on your own. I am required to protect you. Odds of survival without my participation are... Yeah, we don't need to hear the odds. Tia's right, we can't let you do this alone. We don't know magic, but there's got to be some way we can all protect each other. There may be a solution that has a positive success rate. Please wait here for me to assist. Do you have any idea what he has in mind? I do not. But I think that things might just turn out alright. Zeal Archives is a Nixcast production and can be found on most podcatchers or at the source zealarchives.com. If you have comments, criticisms, or kudos for episodes past, present, or future, we are on Twitter and Facebook as Zeal Archives. To learn more about the hosts, TNG, you can also check out thenextcast.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thenextcast. And now, a special announcement. imagine a world immune to all forms of cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come for our fourth annual live stream for the cure. And this year, we need your help more than ever. Please join us May 27th through May 31st for 48 hours of live content from guests and podcasts around the world. We'll be aiming for our most ambitious goal to date as we try to raise $10,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. Please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com for more information on this year's event and how you can be a part of it. Together, we can make a difference.